Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Trump is officially arraigned in Florida and things get dirty on CNN. And... A helpful tool that illustrates news bias on the left and the right. We're going to look at it and apply a news story to it. This is the Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I am Brad Binkley. It's Trump Arraignment Day, and <laughs> I would not want to be on the set of CNN. I, no way. Watching CNN's Trump Arraignment coverage is disgusting. Okay, I don't want to be anywhere near that place. I haven't seen that many people getting off all over each other since watching MSNBC's Trump arraignment coverage. Both of these networks are obscene today. It, it's like porn. It really is because they're not doing it just for themselves. They're, they're trying to get their audience excited along with them because they want them to, to climax at the same time as them. I mean, it really is just like porn. And those are just the ones in the studio, the ones that are live on the ground reporting. Now, what those guys are doing is they're practically begging anyone with a red hat on to commit an act of violence. Sir, you look like you're, you're peaceful, having a good time, but what about these two piles of red bricks that just showed up behind you? When they're not doing that, it's like they're dumpster diving for suspicious packages. Just anything to drum up some Trump-related drama. CNN Live in Miami, we believe we have located a Nazi Trump MAGA suspicious package at the bottom of this dumpster, and CNN has our hazmat team crew digging deep in there with our live cameras to find it breaking news just for you and we see oh there oh, oh nope nope never mind that that's that's a crackhead no false alarm there is no suspicious maga package at the bottom of this dumpster only hunter biden and if everybody could please leave the president's son alone can he not masturbate in public without fox news being all in his face it's obscene the coverage going on today I mean, CNN and probably MSNBC also had a five-person panel discussion in studio before 10 a.m. You don't do a five-person panel discussion before 10 a.m. And it wasn't even like the Zoom ones. I'm talking all five of these idiots sitting around a giant table talking about if maybe they'll get a Trump mugshot out of this one, which, of course, they're not going to. This was three hours before the actual arraignment. I know I have something weird going on with my mic here. My mic looks like it's being green screened out. And it is. It's a green screen effect. I'm trying something different with the program today. And it's given this weird... If I put my hand on it, you see it gets rid of it. But there it is. disappears again. Back and gone. That's just the way it is on today's recording. I know it looks kind of funky. Also, Vivek Ramaswamy, Trump's opponent in the Republican field, he showed up. To the festivities is, I guess, the only way this could really be described outside the courthouse to take advantage of the PR opportunity. And he held a press conference where he said that if elected president, he would pardon Trump for what he's being charged with right here today if he's convicted. Here he is. We have sent this letter, and I'm happy to announce this is my commitment on January 20th, 2025. If I'm elected the next U.S. president to pardon Donald J. Trump for these offenses in this federal case, and I have challenged, I have demanded 
that every other candidate in this race either signed this commitment to pardon on January 20th, 2025, or else to explain why they are not. The reason it's going to be difficult for them is the same reason it's difficult for me. The donor class has been calling every Republican candidate and telling us to stay away from this, not to touch it from a 10-foot pole, not to keep your distance away for Trump. That is what the donor class is telling us. That's what they're telling the other candidates. I refuse to abide by being a disciple of the donor class. So the bottom line is there are two things that matter. One is how are we going to hold the Biden Department of Justice accountable? The first answer is that yesterday I submitted a Freedom of Information Act request, a demand to the Biden Department of Justice demanding what did Biden tell Jack Smith? What did Biden tell Merrick Garland? What did Merrick Garland tell special prosecutor Jack Smith? They are required within 20 business days to give us an answer about any direct or indirect communications. And the first announcement I want to make today is that if they do not comply with the law in the next 20 business days, then we will sue them in federal courts at our campaign's expense to get to the bottom of those answers. The news media should be doing this. It is a shame that a competitor to Donald Trump in this election has to do the job of the political news media. Your job, if you have one, is to hold the U.S. government accountable for their lies. You do not take what they say at face value for the last eight years when it was President Trump. Do not take their lies at face value now. But it is a shame that it takes a leader outside of the media to stand up. That is what we're doing. They now have this Freedom of Information Act request. And if they don't comply within 20 days and they don't follow the law, we will see to it in federal court that they do. It looks like he just walked off the golf course playing 18 and walked up to a, a, a podium. He would be great at hosting like MTV's spring break, wet t-shirt contest he used to have back, back in the day. At the beginning there, when he says he would pardon him for what he's being charged with today, almost kind of assumes Trump is guilty, although he does go on to clarify a bit. And they did cut some of the video together. His press conference was much longer than that. I haven't seen the whole thing. Just that part of it right there. Nice move that he made. I think that is a good PR move. You got to get Trump supporters on your side. You're going to have to do something like that. But I just don't think it's going to matter. I'm sticking to my original thesis that the media and Democrats want Trump to be the nominee for whatever reason, whether it's they think MAGA is easier to beat or whether they just want Trump because they know it polarizes the nation more and it fits into their divide and rule strategy. I think that they want him because what they're doing with these indictments, I mean, his birthday is tomorrow. They're indicting him the day before his birthday. I was watching some of his supporters talk about that a little while earlier, and his supporters are having like a festival-like rally, having good times out there supporting Trump. Nobody is not voting for Trump because of any of these indictments. It's only causing people to harden more in their support. They want him in. All this does is ensure that he is the nominee, in my opinion. And maybe a nice move for Rick Scott, not Rick Scott, for this guy, uh, Vivek, what's it, Ramaswamy. 
for being the vice president. Maybe moves him up to number two. But I still think Rick Scott is a better choice for a VP running mate if Trump is a nominee. Will he be convicted? I don't know. I don't see it happening. If I was putting money on it on, what's it called? The political betting website. It slips my mind. The one, I'll think of it later. I might go look and say, I bet that it is. there is money being wagered on whether or not Trump actually is convicted for any of these things. I wouldn't put any money on it. If it were me. Now, some people are saying this is a stronger indictment. I know Dershowitz is going around saying that. Some other people are as well. That may be so, but I still don't see it happening. And I think that this case, well, others say it won't even be, there won't be a trial before the 2024 election. I bet we do get one of these trials before, right in the heat of the 2024 campaign race because that's going to maximize the drama and that's what they always do they maximize the drama so i bet this probably you know we might see a couple more indictments but i bet this probably is the one that we do get a case for and i just don't see it happening and honestly even if he is convicted i don't think that makes his support waver i've talked about the guy who ran from prison it's going to be a wild ride man and Trump is going to speak later tonight. Probably by the time this show actually comes out, he would have already spoke. But one other thing I did notice while looking into the story a bit, and this was, this was funny, but also a little bit, you know, really illustrates the propaganda machine going on. There is a Wikipedia page for, quote, the veracity of statements by Donald Trump. They have a whole page. Now, I haven't gone through the page yet. I will. To see, I'm sure they lie about a lot of the statements. I'm sure they take probably things that he says that are jokes seriously and fact check a bunch of obvious rhetoric, but they actually have that page. You know who they don't have a veracity of statements by page? Joe Biden. When you search veracity of statements by Joe Biden on Wikipedia, the first thing to come up, veracity of statements by Donald Trump. That is crazy. Okay, so for those watching, you're about to see a different version of me before I got my lighting and camera set up in the place that I am located right now. Uh, from earlier this morning when I recorded something talking about a tool that I like to use sometimes that illustrates the blind spots in the media reporting on the left and right and even in the center. And it makes it easy to compare the different frames the various media outlets cover stories through. It's from Ground News and... I'm getting no advertising from Ground News, by the way, to do this. I'm just showing this because I find this tool to be useful if you see it for what it is, as well as for what it is not. And I like to look at the percentage and breakdowns in their blind spot report things. And you can only get a certain, you have to subscribe to get all of them. And I'm not subscribed, so I only get a small amount of them, as you can see. But what they do is they have these blind spots where they say they show stories from one side of the political spectrum or the other that had little to no reporting. They have blind spots for the left and news, news stories that had little to no reporting on the left and then for the right, vice versa. And it, it like this story here, it has nine sources they say reported on this story, which is opposition to, to transgender athletes on teams matching gender identity rises, according to Gallup. And of those nine sources, 11% that reported on it from the left were from the left, 33% were from the center, and 56% were from the right. Now, what they determined to be left, right, and center, that can be up for debate. In fact, we'll look at some of that here in a second. I'll, I'll go ahead and go over to that one. So, 
the opposition to transgender athletes on teams matching gender identity one from the left USA Today. So it's just one because it's only nine sources. Not not all that much reporting on it. The center is Newsweek. They have The Hill. They have Gallup. And so Gallup, since that is the actual source of the story, probably the best place to start. And then the sources they say lean right are the New York Post, Hot Air, Outkick, Fox News, and National Review. And they also include this summary by chat GPT at the top here, which I'm going to show you on another story why that's probably not a good idea to trust that. The chat GPT summary of this story is actually accurate. The next story I'm going to show you, the chat GPT gets it wrong. Let's look at the reporting on this one comparatively from left, right, and center, starting with the center on this one, according to Ground News, which is Gallup, the actual source of this poll. The, the Gallup poll, their headline is their summary of the poll anyway, not the actual full PDF. The summary is more say birth gender should dictate sports participation. Pretty neutral. Now let's look at the left-leaning reporting on this, which says, and this is from USA Today, Americans less supportive of transgender athletes playing for teams of their choice, poll finds. So a bit of a different tent on what Gallup found there. And now let's look at the right-leaning reporting, according to Ground News. And that comes from the New York Post, at least one of them anyway. And their headline is, Growing majority of U.S. is against trans athletes competing outside birth gender, Gallup poll. Now, now that's interesting. Let me get that up there so you can actually see that headline. There you go. Again, in the middle, more say birth gender should dictate sports participation. On the left, Americans less supportive of transgender athletes playing for teams of their choice. And on the right, growing majority of U.S. is against trans athletes competing outside birth gender. I mean, it's interesting the many ways you can describe the exact same thing, all of which are factually true, while at the same time, they all appeal to the different political leanings of the target audience. It's all in that point of emphasis, too. The one uh, on the left emphasizes, the, the USA Today emphasizes the choice, the athlete's choice. They like to do that. The, it's their choice. Don't take the choice away. The others emphasize the importance of birth gender and competition. And then they just come up with different reasons explaining the data that are favorable to them. It's a simple format. Politically biased headline. Data, they cherry pick the data if they can. In this case, they all use the same. Different reasons explaining the data. Simple divide and conquer tactic. So here's the neutral reporting, the summary, the, the most neutral anyway. You can argue that the poll itself is not going to be completely neutral because of the way the questions are asked and the people who are targeted and asking the questions. But this one is pretty hard to... It's, this one seems to me to be pretty obvious where the trends are going, even if this is biased data. Here's how Gallup reported it. They said Republicans, Democrats, and independents are all modestly less supportive of transgender athletes playing on current gender identity teams today than two years ago. The results of these changes is that Democrats are now divided on allowing transgender athletes to play on either male or female teams, while in 2021, more were in favor than opposed. Large majority of independents, 67%, and Republicans, 93%, remain opposed to giving transgender athletes a choice of competing on male or female teams. Now, the question, one of the questions they posed was, do you think transgender athletes 
should be allowed to play on sports teams that match their current gender identity or should they only be allowed to play on sports teams that match their birth gender? 93% of Republicans say they should only be able to play on teams that match their birth gender, and that is up from 86% in 2021, so a seven-point rise, while 48% of Democrats say that transgender athletes should only be able to play on teams that match their birth gender, which is up from 41% in 2021. So both the Republicans and the Democrats rose seven points when it comes to thinking that biological dudes shouldn't be playing on chicks sports teams. With the bottom line from Gallup saying that laws that restrict participation for transgender athletes are generally in line with the U.S. public opinion on the issue. People who know a transgender individual continue to be more accepting of pro-transgender policies than those, who than those who do not. But the relationship has weakened over the past two years. As a result, Americans have become less favorable to transgender athlete participation in single-gender sports than they were in 2021, even as more people say they know a transgender person. It appears that Americans view transgender sports participation more through a lens of competitive fairness than transgender civil rights. Even Democrats who mostly supported LGBTQ rights and affirmed the morality of gender change are divided on the issue of whether transgender athletes should be allowed to participate on teams that match their gender identity rather than birth identity. Clearly, it seems that seeing images or hearing stories about biological males dominating in female sports has made people kind of just recognize the, the common sense that that shouldn't be going on, especially especially if you're pro-women's sports or pro-female. It, it's very difficult to position yourself as being a feminist or, or pro-women equality while also saying that biological males should be able to participate in women's sports. I think probably more people have faced that very difficult some people can compartmentalize in their minds how they can have both those positions but i think most people see the illogic in holding both of those positions if you try and say that you're basically saying i believe in women's equality and i also believe that biological men should be allowed to dominate women's sports those two really don't mix well and you really have to fragment your own brain to to proudly state that they do so that's how the actual poll itself came out. Now, here's how the left and the right, according to Ground News, filtered that data and explained it through their respective lenses. First, the USA Today, what they did was they quoted the senior editor of Gallup, who is not quoted in that summary on Gallup's page. They quoted him as saying that that's a surprising finding. It's de it definitely looks like most people see it as a fairness issue, which how was that a surprising finding? How was it surprising that more Americans see this as a fairness issue? It's just so, it's like what I was saying a second ago. It, it's just, it's like fragments the mind to, to say something is about fairness and then call it surprising that Americans view it to be about fairness. It, it's just really it's brainwashing is what it is. It doesn't make any sense. And then the USA Today continued to explain the poll results as being a result of anti-trans rhetoric. And they quoted an associate professor of trans studies and education at the University of Arizona. Again, an associate professor of trans studies who goes by the name of the, the first name of this person is apparently Z. 
That, that's all we get for our first name. Z. Nicolazzo. And they quoted this person as saying, the results show that fear-mongering rhetoric accompanying the rapid rise in anti-trans legislation is having an effect, saying that it's resonating with people regardless of what the scientific evidence demonstrates. And they said that Democrats and progressives are not creating a pro-trans narrative. And they, sh and they have not clearly come out and said that they believe in science and they believe that trans women are women and that trans girls are girls, she said. Their silence is only aiding and abetting this doubling down from the conservative movement. So going after the left and going after progressives and Democrats for not following the science, this person's professor says. And then when you compare that to how the New York Post explains the data, the New York Post explains it in the context of the debate over Leah Thomas, the biological male swimmer who smashed the, the, the records, the collegiate records, and had a bunch of people on her own team come out and speak against her, saying that she would expose herself, her male genitalia in the locker room and whatnot. And they explained it in the context of a woman's cyclist who recently beat her nearest opponent by five minutes. And then they also throw in the backlash from the Bud Light and Target products and the ads there. And then they quote the same Gallup guy, or they say, not the Gallup guy, but they quote that same statement that I, I read at the end of the Gallup, which said, it appears Americans view the transgender sports participation more through a lens of competitive fairness than transgender civil rights, the analytic experts explained. So I don't think the New York Post even needed to mention the Target and Bud Light stuff. I think that's extraneous because it's just unnecessary to throw that in. In fact, that opens the door for people to argue against that when it's very clear in my opinion, why there's a shift in public uh, opinion here is because one side of the argument is a professor of trans studies screaming science, science, science without actually showing any science. And then the other side of the argument is simply showing the actual real world results of what happens when biological men compete with biological women competitively in sports. That I think pretty much explains the shift in opinion. All of the right left Comparisons aren't going to be that obvious, I think. But I find it interesting to look at these uh, comparisons in the different ways that they frame the exact same information and data. Now I want to go back real quick to ground news to show you why these chat GPT summaries are unreliable and should not be trusted. Not that you guys trust them. The summaries were accurate, as I said, for that previous story. They were not accurate, however, for this next or this below similarly themed story about children exposed to bizarre nude performances at all ages Oregon State University drag event. And when you look at the chat GPT summary, it says, underage children were exposed to adult nudity during a drag show at Oregon State University that was open to all ages. That part, from what I've been able to tell, is true. Then it says, witnesses confirmed that at least four children were present and footage from the event showed a professor exposing her bare breast and using them to hold various objects while a drag queen led a girl, led a young girl on stage. That part is somewhat true in that there was a woman exposing bare breast, but the woman exposing bare breast and the young girl being led onto stage, that did not happen at the same time. Not, not that that's okay, but this makes it seem as though it was like a naked woman bringing a young girl up on stage. The nudity hadn't happened yet. Again, not that it's okay. Then it says, 
The performance, hosted by student-funded LGBT group Rainbow Continuum, featured sexually explicit content and did not have a content warning for children. That part is not exactly true. There was a content warning, at least, you know, that should have been viewed as a content warning. Here's, here's what the truth of it is. The show was actually called Illegal, Illegal Drag Show, and it was advertised on Instagram as an event for all ages, which is just, you know, awful. And alongside of that advertisement, there was a note that said that it would contain adult themes. That is a content warning. By, by all accounts, that's a content warning. And I do have a reason for bringing this up. The, content, the comment about there being no content warning came from someone who was interviewed by Campus Reform who told them that there were children present there and that they were there without a content warning or without regard for their innocence or age. And that person uh, also added that they were subjected to a sexual display that included not only references, but physical moves and sexually explicit dances by both biological men and women and extreme nudity as well. So... The reason I point that out is because without that added context that this show was advertised as containing adult themes, the chat GPT description could lead some to believe, some anyway, that some innocent parent just happened to walk their kid into a show that featured titty weightlifting and big old wooden swords being swung around by big titties. That did not happen. No parent accidentally walks into that with their child. Okay? And that's clear when you read the article and you find out that of the four kids that were there, a couple of them were so small, they were sitting on their parents' lap, so they, their parents were helping them see the whole thing. Clearly, the parents are at fault here. The performers did not force them to bring their kids to this show. Sure, they gave them the opportunity to by putting it on and saying all ages, which is disgusting in and of itself, but it is the parents to blame. No one accidentally walks their kid into the Claremont Lounge. Oh my gosh, I had no idea my baby was going to be watching Blondie smash beer cans with her tits all night. That's never happened in the history of the Claremont Lounge. And those of you who are familiar with Atlanta know what I'm talking about. All right, what we're going to do in the Drive Time News Blast XR is we're going to go through some of the oddest stories of the day that I was able to find. Some stories that are just weird or funny and we're going to make fun of them maybe and just talk about them. And it'll be stories like, Locals that got mad after discovering that what they thought was asphalt that was laid in their neighborhood turned out to actually be carpet. And we'll find out what happened there and a few other weird stories. If you want to get access to that DMBXR, the subscriber-only content, then you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there today. What you will get along with the extra content is you will get this show, the DNB ad-free. I take out all the ads for subscribers. I put it together with the XR and I put it into one RSS feed, your own private RSS feed on Patreon that goes into whatever podcast app you listen to. And as soon as the show is uploaded, you get it as one long show directly into your podcast app. This is how I support the show. This is how I keep it going. Subscribe there today, patreon.com slash propaganda report. All right, that's where we're going to wrap the show up. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.